0: Take control of your care. And I think that now is an even more important time to do so because we need to feel comfortable, we need to feel cared for, and we need to feel heard. Welcome to the Crowned Avenue Podcast, a weekly show dedicated entirely to the journey. I am your host, Angela Dulaney. Join me as I share stories, aha moments, and insights about my own journey towards living a crowned life with a mission to encourage you to strive to live a crowned life as well. So if you're ready for the ride, let's go. So today I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I feel like I have been very reserved. I feel like I've been very serious, I should say, on the podcast and on the channel lately. So I just wanna lighten it up and give y'all a little bit of update um, about what I have going on, what's new, what's changing, um, and the good news, just share some joy with y'all because we getting getting enough bad news these days, more than enough. So I have a couple of categories I wanna touch on, but the very first one is my baby who is due October. Second, that is her due date. It is a girl, so yes, we're expecting a baby girl in October, October 2nd. So, really, to me, that's like basically September, and it's July right now. Time, what is time? What is time? We don't know. Um, we're expecting our first child, and I have had a very interesting experience with this pregnancy. Because, not just because of COVID, but definitely because of COVID, of course. Um, but just with my care and the thing, some things that I had, like some changes I had to make and different things like that. So anyway, we found out we were pregnant the very end of January. The first, yeah, the very end of January, we found out we were pregnant. Right after my birthday, um, we found out that we could possibly be pregnant because I was experiencing implantation cramping. So yeah, we have known about this baby for a long time and so you know we waited and we took the test and it was positive uh and that was like the first week of february um i experienced some bleeding which turned out to be implantation bleeding but i had to pay a trip to the emergency room because of it because you just never know you can't be you cannot be too safe when it comes to bringing a child into the world in my eyes (laughs) so we went to the emergency room um everything worked out uh and since before I got pregnant, like I'll say college, because I really wasn't thinking about babies before college. And the only reason I was thinking about babies in college was because of my degree. I my degree was human development and family science. So we were always talking about families, you know, it was it's about life from conception to death. That's pretty much my whole what I studied throughout college. So I watched this video in college about hospitalized births um, and the business of birthing pretty much. I think I think that might be what? The documentary is called so since then and since I learned you just just learning about what birth and pregnancy and the experiences that a lot of women have the experiences of black women in the hospital um I felt like I really wanted to do like a home birth or a water birth or a birthing center or something like that something more holistic I should say and more patient focused that's kind of what I wanted and people who know me personally you know like they always joke like when you have kids you're gonna be mother earth you gonna be all natural everything whatever whatever but then we live in a small town so when we got pregnant it was I was just like because we weren't expecting to get pregnant so fast I felt like I would have trouble having children because I had had such a long history of irregular periods. Um but over the past year before I got pregnant, about the past year and a half, I have been I was able to regulate it just with my the way that I was eating, um, and like exercise like here and there. Not I wasn't really big on exercise. I'ma say it's really the way that I eat most of the time, I was able to regulate it. Um and so I think that that had a lot to do with how quickly it happened. <laughs> so that's just a blessing in itself. So anyway, we're pregnant. We live in a small town and we need to care as soon as possible. I actually found this birthing center in Savannah, but Savannah is like an hour and 20 minutes from us. I found this birthing center in Savannah and I was like really interested in, you know, being becoming a patient there. But I was like, oh, it's too far. And then I had asked somebody else about it. They're like, yeah, that's too far. So I kind of just... Settled, I settled, I settled, I definitely settled. We settled, me and my husband, because he was all on board with, you know, whatever I wanted to do the natural thing and a birthing center or home birth or whatever. Um, and we couldn't do a home birth. Well, we chose not to do a home birth because we couldn't find any midwives who do home births who accept our insurance. And we pay for this insurance. So, you know, we, we need to use it. And so I actually just didn't even look into the birth I was just like, okay, well, who's the best around here? That's who we're going to go with. And I was very hesitant because I know that this particular practice from what I've heard from people that I know um, is really big on C-sections. Um, and I don't have anything against C-sections, but I want to know for sure that 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 is what is best and that that is absolutely necessary if that's something that I that me my body and my baby are going to go through and I was having trouble trusting that that would be the case we still became patients there um it was not what I wanted or needed or expected I should say Uh, the beginning was really rough like I didn't feel cared for um I'm trying to choose my words carefully here (laughs) I just I just didn't feel like when I go there like I'm known um or yeah like I'm known I didn't feel known definitely didn't feel known and that's really big because like I trusting you with my life and my child's life, this whole practice, everybody involved with my life and my child's life. And I don't even feel like you know who I am. So like, how do I know that what everything that we do and everything that we decide is the best thing, everything like is the best thing for me and for my baby? Like, I just, that's hard for me. (laughs) So we had, there were a lot of little hiccups along the way, I should say, a lot of little hiccups along the way. And what, so finally I was like, listen, babe, I want to see what this birth center is talking about. Like, I want to see. So I reached, so he was like, yes, please reach out to them. Do it. So I did. And I found out that for one, they take our insurance. So that's, that's awesome. And then two, um, I was able to speak with one of the midwives and the director of nursing, and we had a very long conversation a detailed conversation i mean they asked me questions they they were concerned like one thing uh that was in my history that was very that was a red flag for me coming into this experience was that in twenty seventeen I had an elevated a one c it was like high it was like six point one six point two um and I hadn't had a check since then and that's on me. That's on me cuz I don't go to the doctor as much as I should. Um but so coming in, you know, I was really worried and concerned about gestational diabetes and me and I didn't want to get gestational I didn't want to be diagnosed with gestational gestational diabetes. Um, and, but the doctor, you know, she would just say like, she didn't even worry about it. Like I told her from day one, but she was not concerned at all. Um, and it could, and, and, you know, some people have told me that it's because, you know, like she's so smart and she's, she's confident in herself. Um, and I didn't really ask a lot of questions about it either. After the beginning, you know, I was just like, you know, like, yeah, this is a thing. Um, and she said, well, we'll just check it at 24 weeks. We'll just check it at 24 weeks. It'll be fine. We'll just check it at 24 weeks. She didn't ask me like how I was eating without like, or give me any tips or like, <laughs> I guess it was just like, we just going to check it at 24 weeks. And I had not had a check since since 2017, and it's now 2020, and I'm pregnant. Um, and so then I found out that I could have asked for early A1C reading, all right? So I, I was just flabbergasted. I was like, I could have asked for that, or she could have done that. Like, I'm thinking this is just protocol. This is how it is. I have to wait. Because that that's just the best time to do it. So anyway, I called the birthing center and she actually asked me like, hey, did they do it early A1C reading? And I was like, you know what? No. And I only just found out that I could ask about that. And it's pretty frustrating. Um, but here we are. And so she just said, you know, it's all right. Um, we, did a, we did a pre-screening. She said things sounded all right, uh, but that she would want to see my records uh, and have the team review them. And... Um, also, that she would want to know what I got on my glucose, what my results were on my glucose screening, my glucose tolerance test, so um, that we would have to wait until then. So she got my, they got my records, um, and they were concerned about the blood sugar, what it would be. And they were also a little bit concerned about my blood pressure because when I went to the emergency room, my blood pressure was sky high. Of course it was. I was terrified. My husband was out of town. I was at the hospital. It was just a crazy situation. And my friend, my really good friend did come with me. Um, but it was still just a stressful situation. So yeah, it was high, And it was high when I went to the doctor a few days later. Um, but they were saying that it was a pattern of it increasing at the doctor and I did keep a log they did tell me at the doctors to at my original OB to keep a log right after the emergency room incident they said keep a log let's see how it is because you might have just been stressed out or whatever in which that was the case it was a good log but we didn't review it they didn't add it to my records or anything um and I didn't say I didn't ask about it after that because I was getting good readings at home so I felt like I was all right but then when I would go to the doctor it was always a little higher but I really wasn't concerned because I knew that at home it was different but I've I've learned my lesson from that (laughs) um so when the midwives reviewed my records for the first time they said you know the blood pressure and and the uh, blood sugars. So I was like, okay, it's all right. So then I sent it back after I did my glucose screening test, which was last week, sent my records back. Um, and they, well, I had sent them before then, but whatever I sent them back and I included, because I talked, I called the midwives back and I was like well listen can I at least do a log at home so you can see the difference between my blood pressure at home and my blood pressure at the doctor's and then you can you know make a more informed decision if you have the bigger picture because at this point I really needed to transfer like I, I, I couldn't stay where I was at okay I, I couldn't <laughs> and I was getting really frustrated and I told her I was like this is frustrating <laughs> um but she said you know she understands but that they want to make sure I'm a good candidate for their practice. Um, because it is a practice where they try not to implement any interventions, you know, as much as they can. So they really focus on holistic care. Um, there's no epidural, but they do have other pain management, um, options, which I will be using. Uh, and you know, it's, most it, 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 the only reason that you would need a c-section is in case of an emergency and that's kind of what i want to know for sure like if i'm at the birthing center and i have to have a c-section i'm gonna know that this is what i needed this is what the baby needed most of all this is what the baby needed um so anyway i took my glucose screening test and I was scared. I checked my sugar after, and I didn't like what I saw. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Um, but that was with a drop of blood, and they took like a vial of blood. So once I got my results back, um, the the cutoff is 139 usually, but at the midwives, it's 135. Um, and so if you have 135 or over, or 139 or over, then you would you would have to get a three hour glucose test um, do the three hour screening. And then depending on your results from that, you may or may not be diagnosed with gestational diabetes. But luckily, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, my screening came back. My blood sugar was 127 at my one hour glucose test. So, um, and then we were able to do the anatomy scan, which we had to do a second one because the baby was balled up the first time. Um and everything looked good there. Her spine, um, her lips looked fine. Her face looked fine. Uh, her heart was beating fine. Everything was developing normally. And so we sent all that over. I had them add my blood pressure logs into my health records at the doctors, um, and they sent all that over. And then a couple of days later, the midwives called me and told me that I had been accepted as a patient there. That I was a good candidate. And we set an appointment for the second week of July. And so I was able to call my OB and let them know. Um, and they have been really good. Like they got really good um, towards the end. Uh, I was communicating with them more. Um, and, you know, things, I, it ended on a good note there. Uh, especially when I met the doctor, the other doctor who's there, she's the one who actually, oh, she gave me an early A1C screening the first time I met her. So I had been dealing with one doctor the whole time I was there. Um, and then these last, these last two or three times, I think the last two times I was, I dealt with a different doctor and she was like, you know, I haven't met you, but I'm familiar with your chart and I see you had an elevated A1C in 2017. She was like, but you know what? We're just going to check it today. I was like, yeah, I've been checking it at home. I've been keeping track of it. I've been keeping track of what I, what I eat. I told her what my fasting sugars were, you know, what they, what they usually were. She was like, that sounds good. She said, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to do it no more. We're just going to check it today. We're going to check her A1C and it's going to be all right. And when she checked it, it was fine. My A1C was good. Um, it was like 5.4, which is out of pre-diabetic range. That's a healthy range. It's, for me, it's still kind of high. Like you know, I still it's, It can be lowered, um, but it's a really good, really good start. So I was able to take that to the midwives too before I even got my glucose screening. And so that's why I was pretty confident that I would do okay on my glucose screening, but I was still nervous. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to hold you. I was nervous. Um, but so yeah, I was accepted um, as a patient. Uh, The doctor, she sent me off very well. She said, you know, you're going to the midwives. She said, they're great. They'll take good care of you. Um, And, you know, she, 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 it was a really good send off. I felt comfortable. I was really glad that God gave me that time to get to know her, but it's just, it just wasn't a good fit for me personally. Um, And also that doctor who I did have a good experience with, um, she is actually leaving the practice. She's moving. So Um, I just felt like I needed a little different, um, approach. And so we are now patients at the midwives. Um, and so I'm really excited and they're going to actually let Tahir come to the ultrasound appointments. So my husband has not been to a doctor's appointment since March, and we only started going to the doctor in February and we were going more often in the beginning. So he went to, he went to a handful cause we were going uh, pretty often because I was experiencing the bleeding. So they were keeping a close eye on me, but he has never been to the doctor, like to hear the heartbeat. He's only heard it. We, I bought a heart monitor, heart monitor, a heart, dop- a fetal Doppler for the house. So we've heard it at home and I've recorded it for him so that he can hear it. Um, but he hasn't been in the same room, um, with it he's only seen videos of ultrasounds and photos of ultrasounds he's not seen you know when she's like like developed like she is now like a looking like a baby um he's only seen it when she was just a little a little bean uh but now he will get to come with me to my ultrasound appointments not any other appointments but they do feel like it's important for him to have that time too and to be able to experience those things too so he'll come to the ultrasound appointments um And, you know, they told me that people drive from, like, two and three hours away to have babies there. So our distance shouldn't be a problem, especially with this being our first child. But we will have a plan in place for us to be a little closer around the time um, that she's expected to come. I'm so excited. I'm so so happy. I worked my butt off for this. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all. I was eating... So well, I was doing like lower carbs. I was still eating carbs because I mean, I need carbs. The baby needs carbs. Um, but I was really watching what I ate. I was packing on the vex- in the vegetables, um, you know, healthy fruits, healthy fats. I really, really, really transformed the way that I ate, and I really ate well before I got pregnant. My first trimester was all about survival, so I was eating noodles, goldfish, crackers. Um, anything to settle my stomach because I was nauseous 24/7. Uh, but once I was able to eat real food, <laughs> then you know I made good choices most of the time, um, and that's what it's all about—just balance. Um, I think that I was more afraid of that elevated A1C than I am now. Um, once I was pregnant and I knew that everything that I did affected her in such a profound way. I wasn't playing no games. I wasn't playing no games. None. No games. Mm mm. I didn't have time for that. I have time for it because it was just. It's just more stressful to just be reckless than it is to just get get yourself on a regimen, get yourself on a schedule. And this baby has blessed me so much because I feel like I'm way more disciplined now than I was before, and it's, it's like, it's crazy that it took a baby for that to happen, but Hey, you know, she a blessing. (laughs) Um, and I'm just so excited. I'm very excited. Like, so when we go to the midwives, I'll go by myself, he's going to drive us. Um, but I'll go by myself. He'll hang out a little bit in Savannah, um, outside somewhere. Cause you know, we still in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but we will go. Um, I'll get this, binder uh that has everything that they teach in their parenting education class and in their birthing class um and so we'll get to you know do some stuff at home learn a lot about the process um they have a really 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 big focus on patient education so I'm excited about that they said that they have a set time frame for their appointments and we get all that time uh, they don't rush us so that's really good um and I'm just excited y'all I'm just- i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm nervous too because you know i i don't want an epidural I and a lot of the older women in my life they tell me you know that you know you don't need it you can do it. you can do it. you can do it um but they do have other pain management options like nitrous oxide which is like laughing gas uh that kind of takes the edge off and so I, I think i'm gonna be fine but birth birth makes me nervous sometimes sometimes I'll just be thinking, i just be like, wow, it's really coming up and I'll be nervous, but it's okay. It's okay. Cause I'm gonna be ready. And I think I'm gonna be even more ready because I'll be surrounded by, by medical professionals who do focus on patient education and not to say that this that the other practice didn't, but it was more like, what questions do you have? And I don't know what I don't know. And I went through a phase in my pregnancy where I wasn't really, I didn't want to overload myself with information and make myself nervous and overwhelmed. So I really had to take it slow with reading and researching and looking at things that weren't directly relevant to the time right then so like of course i know a whole lot about how to deal with nausea and a whole lot about implantation bleeding and a whole lot about certain things but that's because i was experiencing those things so i know to specifically look up those things or specifically ask those things at the doctor so i'm excited to learn a lot more and i feel like we'll be we'll be very prepared for the experience and he's gonna get to come to the birth as well and we do get one other person in the birthing room i'm excited i feel so blessed uh, I really, I really can't say that enough. Like I'm just excited and I just wanted to share that with y'all. Cause that's just, that is like the best news I have heard outside of that. We're expecting a baby and other things um, in a while. And, you know, I want to encourage all the mothers out there who are pregnant right now during this time, uh, unprecedented time. I mean, we don't know anybody who's been pregnant during a time like this. Like we've had, you know, I I did some research on pandemics and we've had other pandemics like the swine flu and um, things like that. But nothing of this, nothing to this extent. And being pregnant during a time like this is so scary and uncertain and it's you know your feelings fluctuate what you think fluctuates your decision making fluctuates and I just want to encourage you to just take control of your care speak up try different things. Don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Don't be afraid to go somewhere else for your care. Take control of your care. And I think that now is an even more important time to do so because we need to feel comfortable. We need to feel cared for and we need to feel heard. And if we don't feel that like anywhere else, we, we have to feel that way when we go into those doctor's offices. Because if we don't, is going to affect us. We're already stressed out enough dealing with a pandemic and trying to keep ourselves and a baby safe. Um, and so that's just an area where you want to be fully confident in your care and fully confident in your team and fully confident in their ability to take care of you and Fully confident in your trust in them. Um, and I was just having a little bit of trouble in some of those areas. And so I, you know, after a lot of conversations with the midwives, um, I decided to make that change. And I'm glad that I did. And they are part of the reason why I took my health so seriously also throughout this because they were concerned. They had concerns that were similar to mine. And instead of downplaying those concerns, they made those concerns known and told me different things that I could do before I even became a patient um, to alleviate some of those concerns and to paint a bigger picture for some of those concerns. So I am just... Feeling so blessed, profoundly blessed, big blessed, uh, to be able to transfer. Um, we are 26 weeks, and we will be about 28 weeks. We'll be 28 weeks when we go to the doctor, to the midwives. <laughs> um, and so I will be, I will be happy to share my experience with y'all if y'all want to know more. Um, and I just want to document it anyway. This was a real fast version of a lot of the things that I want to say and share. Uh, but until next time, I will, we will just leave it where it's at right now. Um, I'm really happy. I'm really excited to hear is very excited and also very excited to be able to come and see the baby on ultrasound in real life and not via phone camera or FaceTime or whatever um I'm that's that's just that's ha uh, that's just so important to me I'm just so happy I'm just so happy so I wanted to share with y'all because hopefully my happiness can make you happy hopefully it can rub off on you. And if you have some good news to share with me, share it with me, please. I want to know. I want know everything. Please do not forget to subscribe. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can also find us on YouTube at Crown Avenue or Angela Delaney. So until next time, I will talk to y'all later. Bye.